Good morning, Marcespa and travelers from around the galaxy. Welcome into the Blue Milk Cafe with me, Royal Farm Boy, RFB. Where each time I ask and invite a Star Wars Twitterverse friend, maybe someone I follow, maybe someone follows me, or we follow one another, into the cafe where we can learn about them as the Star Wars fans they are, instead of just seeing them as 256 characters in the Twitterverse. No, we get to have a chat. So let's start chatting. And we're back in the Blue Milk Cafe to have a chat with RFB. Not really with me, but I want to have a chat with who we know as Star Wars 5W. He's also Mr. Shane Henderson. And he's Star Wars iconography. Welcome into the cafe, Shane. Glad to be here. Oh, I'm, he got a good reason to give me, to pause my playlist. <laughs> All right, let's see. I got a nice little string of questions here. And I'm going to start off, like I mentioned, with Darius, because I did it a little differently with Plo Cole. I'm going to borrow from my squadron leader, who's one of the podcasts in my playlist. I was his first live guest on, and he hit me with this. So I'm going to borrow from him and pass it on to you. What does Star Wars mean to you? Um, actually, I had just uh, answered this recently on Twitter. I saw somebody posted something, a, a similar question. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I said that, you know, it's, it's a nice escape from, you know, all, all the bad stuff we, we all have going on in our lives, you know, um, mm-hmm. stuff going on in the news, you know, personal issues that you might have. Um, it's nice to kind of escape from that and, and get lost in, in something that's, you know, as immersive as uh, Star Wars can be. The galaxy far, far away, sure. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what my playlist does for me. I'm constantly escaped to somewhere with somebody. Yep. Um, yeah, because it all means something different to each of us, and that's what makes it a really neat question to ask. Yeah, all right. I have, oh, I, yeah. I have a lot of, you know, like personal memories that I associate with, you know, going to see different movies or um, – you know, maybe like a book that I read or, or one of the games that I played, you know, there's, there's always something, you know, not just nostalgia with revisiting that stuff, but there's a lot of like big memories of, you know, being with friends or family or whatever, you know, to see um, the different movies, like who I went to go see, uh, you know, uh, the Phantom Menace or, or any of the new like sequel movies. Um, so I, and that and that's a nice nice thing that that it reminds me of. Oh, for sure. Which leads me right into the next question. You were you were dipping your toe, and now we're just going to dive in head first. Sure. What's Shane's software story? Where does it start? Um. So I first saw any of the Star Wars movies when I was about ten years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom was actually watching Return of the Jedi on 
like USA or CBS, one of those stations that is, you know, showing the reruns of the, of the original movie. And I, you know, walked into the living room and I saw it on the TV and I thought, oh, that's cool. That looks awesome. Like, I want to sit down and watch it. And so I saw bits and pieces of it then. Um, and my mom liked Star Wars, went to go see um, the original movie when it came out, and it was original. And um, uh-huh. so he was excited to go and, you know, buy me the uh, VHS set, you know, like the black one that had, like, um, Yoda's face on it, and Darth Vader and all that uh, on the, uh-huh. uh, the uh, VHS case. And um, so I watched, you know, I watched those until... You know, they, they were, like, skipping when they were in the VCR. Um, mm-hmm. And then I you know, kind of fell into um, reading a lot of the books. Uh, and, like, my cousin had the Nintendo before, and he had the Shadows of the Empire. So, Ooh, I have that. Yeah, and that was, that was so much fun. I like, play in the, uh, the Snow Speeder level at the beginning. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like, around that time, the, the special editions came out, so, like, my mom took me to go see those. <clears throat> and, 1997, uh, yeah. Yeah, and so, like, that was, that was the first time I was able to really see them on the on the big screen, and, um, you know, get, get to that with, with my mom and other people, you know, of that generation, first to see everything. Um, in, in the theater like that, and then the prequels came out shortly after that, and I, you know, I, I kind of had up with like my photos, you know, that I got to experience um, with my friends. Uh, it, like, I, I really nice memory about that. Like, like, I went to private school up till eighth grade, and hmm. it came out just when I was. Um, the prequels came out, for, you know, that's just fun at the end of my eighth grade year, and a lot of my friends were going to different schools. I was going to public schools, some of them were going to other private stuff, so it was uh, one of the last times I saw a lot of those kids before, you know, going to high school and stuff, and we mm-hmm. kind of like hard after that, but like, it's, it's kind of a nice nice memory to remember, you know, that we all went to those episode one together, you know, and we had a good time, um, and that, yeah, that's, that's, that's like, my, uh, introduction, I, those, those years between, like, 95 and 2000, kind of getting immersed in as much Star Wars stuff as I could. So, correct me if I'm wrong, you're prequel generation age, but you started with the original trilogy. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I was uh, I was born a few years after Return of the Jedi. So I didn't, you know, get to experience that, you know, as it was coming out. But um, like I said, my mom was my mom was a fan. She introduced it to um, you know, when I was when I was a kid. So. Mhm. Um. Let me see here. Okay. Your Twitterverse avatar and your handle. Mm-hmm. How'd you come to choose how we see you in the Twitterverse? Sure. So, um, <clears throat> when I was in high school, I had a 
and he would do a thing where he would assign us a, a 5W, where either he would, you know, whatever the subject of that week was that we were learning about, we'd have to say what, why, when, you know, about whatever the specific subject was. Like the, um, you know, all the visual guides and the visual dictionaries and stuff. And mm-hmm. I was, there was a feature on the um, official Star Wars website, like around mid 2000s or maybe 2000. It was after we went to the Sith. It was probably like 2008, 2009, but it was called Visual Guides. And mm-hmm. it was. It started with um, a new hope, and it kind of did what I uh, do with my Twitter page. Except, and I think Pablo Hidalgo probably was the one that was doing it on the website. I can't remember, but I think that's and I would think it was, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, he worked on a lot of the visual dictionary extent. But um, he. Or, or whoever creating the uh, visual guides for the website, you know, pointed out a lot of the in-universe and um, out-of-universe stuff that, you know, behind-the-scenes with, like, the filming and, you know, little tricks and stuff like that. Um, and so I kind of wanted to – and that ended before – a new hope was able to finish with that, with that series. Um, so I kind of wanted to do like a, I guess like a spiritual successor to it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I actually got to get around for a while um, of setting up a web page that would have, because I'm a graphic designer. Um, mm-hmm. So I have experience like building web pages and, and all that stuff. And, and I was just thinking, you know, Putting all this on a website would be cool, but how am I going to reach a lot of people, you know, and, and get people to see these posts that I'm making, uh, showcasing, you know, all the stuff that's in each individual scene. Um, and I actually messed with Twitter as much before then, but I was like, you know, it's, it's one of the biggest social media platforms that I can probably reach a lot of people and connect with a lot of other people that way. So I I started the account in twenty twenty one and just started posting the screenshots second by second. Sometimes like you know, milliseconds I guess. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> just to uh you know I don't know. I, I just I've always loved the visual dictionaries, and I kind of just wanted to jump on that and add add my own twist to it, and um, try to give people something maybe that they that they weren't seeking. Oh, I got I have a slew of visual dictionaries here, including yeah. the very first one that got put out in 1998, yep. and. Pablo was behind the scenes on it because the fellow that went and put it together, and it was just the original trilogy, just just the three films, was uh, an archaeologist by the name of Dr. David West Reynolds. Yeah. And I think you can still find him in the Twitterverse, too. Yeah, and he actually has a, 
Instagram page too, where he um, posts some pretty cool behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, I, I think it's just called like, Archaeology of Star Wars on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's, he's awesome. He is. He got the... It was a, a, a good piece back that he went to Tunisia yeah. to the little town of Tatooine that yeah. ain't spelled the way we're familiar with. It's T-A-T-O-U-I-N-E, where the Lars Homestead, and if I believe, if I'm remembering this correctly, it's actually a hotel. Yeah. Yeah, he got to go down there and pick that place apart detail by detail for what was filmed as what you know as the Lars Homestead. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. What you what you've done with Star Wars Five W is you pack so much info in there. That that's yeah. That's the, I'm that kind of nerd. Yeah. I'll go after, and I hope everybody else is too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 Keeps me going, I guess. <laughs> well, that one and your second one, the Star Wars iconography. As soon as I saw that, I'm like, I'm all about this too. And yeah. you're up to the 200s, 220s, I think. Yep, somewhere around there. I actually scheduled out until I think like April. Um, oh wow! Up next year, yeah. Um, and, and then I have more because Twitter only allows you to schedule a certain number. Um, Oh, I think, sure. I think I have, like, 500 some right now. Wow. What I love is that you're including some of uh, my favorite nerdy stuff is um, today's post was you put up the Arabesque letter O. Yeah. I'm schooled in I can read Arabesque. I don't need to translate it. I literally learned how to read it. There's a, there's a website. You get on the Google machine and put in Arabesque. Dot org, O-R-G, and it'll take you to the homepage where if you bounce back and forth, take a little bit of time, whenever you got the free time, bounce back and forth between the read and the write, and pretty soon you'll latch on to all of those different characters, and you won't need to translate it anymore. You'll just be able just keep yourself sharp by finding yeah. Different different things from Batu or some anything. Just throw Arbash in Google and go to the the images and yeah, keep yourself sharp reading it. It's, it's yeah. I actually have uh, a tab on my that has like these letters and I I've got used to a few of them. I wouldn't say I can speak those the same, but um, I uh, I I. I here and there, but yeah, I keep that open on my phone, and whenever I come across something, I, I, I look back at that, so I can uh, translate it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, That's awesome. <laughs> let's see. All right. Well, the Star Wars galaxy is filled with characters, and we keep being introduced to more and more new ones as new stories coming out. So... If, if there's one thing, I don't really favor anything in Star Wars, whether it's a story, and the stories can be films, they can be what's on Disney+, Plus, they can be in the books. I don't really favor one over another. If somebody's going to ask me what what my favorite Star Wars is, I'm just going to say the last one that I watched or listened to, or the next one I'm going to. Um, what Star Wars characters speak to you, Shane? 
Um, and it ain't got to be one. It could be a couple dozen or just four. I, I would say, like, what I've always liked, like, the first time I watched I, I the film was, um, I just always, I grew up around, you know, having dogs, and he just seems like, you know, the loyal, uh, you know, dog, friend dog, you know, that, that's there to protect you, you know, and I just thought about that as a, as a person, and, um, I always thought that was awesome, and, like, I, uh, I, actually, there's a couple times, because, you know, like, when they did the Nick Jedi Order book, Chewie actually, like, died in the most story, and mm-hmm. that actually, I was like, I, I need to take a break, like, I don't want to read any of these for a while, <laughs> so, um, so I actually did, I, a lot of books for, a lot of the solo books for, for a period of time after that, and then, you know, gradually got back to it, but, um, yeah, it was, I, he's always been my favorite character. Nice. Okay, yeah, that is the next one down is books or audiobooks. You favor one or over another? What um, of method of taking in stories? Um, I, um I, I think I feel like I'm, my mind wanders too much if I listen to an audiobook. Um, hmm. I don't concentrate as closely as, as I do if I like, book in my hand. So, mm-hmm. um, for you know, or a book in my hands, like you know, on an iPad or whatever. Um, but seeing seeing the words helps me. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like asked that. Close enough attention if it's an audio book. <laughs> I was asked that recently. I got had the same question bounced back at me, and I said, I'm kind of envious of that. Um. I can't remember the when was the last time I sat down with. I think I had one of the um, a cheap little data pad. I think I got from Ollie's or someplace, and threw some stuff on an SD card, put it on there. I want to say it was the Guardians of the Wills book, the Solo Chirrut and Imwaste story. And I sat down here in my living room in the rocker with it, and I got maybe three or four pages in. And found I would get sleepy. <laughs> yeah, it was. I got too comfy there because I'm schooled as an audio listener. So for me, it's it's. Um. You up with parent parent canon stories that have been coming out over the past few years? Um. As yeah, much as you can, I would guess. I can't. I, um, I actually wanted to try to go back and a lot of the like legend stuff. I didn't around to what um so i kind of I, I bounce back and forth you know sometimes i'll i'll read a, a, an older like <coughs> an older legend and <coughs> sorry i'm still getting over it oh, i've got a little bit of a cough um you're good you're but good yeah, kind of bounce back you know i, I actually just read uh padawan by uh Kirsten White. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was pretty good. Um, and I read um, before that. Uh, 
I can't think off the top of my head, but I, I've been trying to kind of just tap into it because the legend and different books. Okay, now for the Legends Tree, um, which of the branches, the New Jedi Order stuff or the prequel stuff? Um, I've been reading a lot of the prequel stuff and some of the uh, old, older, like, Nazis Phantom books, which is okay. kind of funny at times reading some of those and seeing, you know, years before the prequel movies came out and seeing what they guessed you know, the, uh, the prequel era was about. Yeah, those, those prequel novels kind of crossed over where, um, I want to say it was Mace Windu. I cannot remember the clone commander. They were nearly on top of Palpatine and his plan with Order 66 and just evaded it. And then we got the same thing, but in a different way in Clone Wars. I yeah. thought that was really neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm an oddball for my generation. Um, I brought this up a few different times. Um, being, because I lived through the, the 16 years of the dark times between Return of the Jedi and then what started bringing us out of that was 1991's the original Heir to the Empire. And I saw it in the Walden's books, and Walden's doesn't even exist anymore. It hasn't for... It hasn't for decades. Yeah, I saw it, and I took some money with my first job out of high school, and I went and got it, because the only other thing we had was the West End role-playing games, the source book and the RPG book. And I had those. So there's this story, and I went and took it, and I made it about halfway through, and I stopped. Because it's just for me, my opinion, it didn't feel like Star Wars. It felt too much science fiction-y because mm-hmm. Star Wars is always fantasy. And still to this day, I ain't finished that or the two that come after it. I'm familiar with it, and I've heard many a friend in my playlist go back and talk about it. So I know how those stories play out. Mm-hmm. And it, for me, everything else that followed it that was the, the New Republic and New Jedi Order, I might it. I've heard Tatooine Ghost. I played that one. That one was pretty neat. Uh, what was the other Timothy's on uh, alliances? But I don't really remember those stories because it was so long ago. Maybe I'll, I've got a few Audible credits burning in my pocket, and there's not much coming right now. Maybe I might go back and give some of those others a try. But Air of the Empire, me and it parted ways a long time ago. Yeah. I've actually never read the books themselves. I've read the comic book adaptation of them. Um, okay. And the, the artwork in the comic book adaptation is great. Like, it's awesome. I, I have a hard time with the comics. If the art's not very good, I kind of clean out. Which is, you know, it could have a great storyline, but like, if the art's not very good, I just don't get into it. But the artwork for each of the like uh, the Thrawn adaptations is mm-hmm. some of the best. That brings me right up into yeah, since we're into comics, not just the the heir to the empire. Any other comics storylines that you're keeping up with? There's quite a few. Uh, so. I actually am not keeping up with very much of the new canon stuff. I just haven't got down to it. Um, I have been going back. Like I went, I I got into 
Marvel Universe app on my iPad, and they have all of the old Marvel comics from like the 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then also all the like Dark Horse stuff that came out in the 90s. So yeah, I grew up with that. Yeah, I've been kind of uh, going from the oldest stuff to the newest, and I'm somewhere around when episode one came out right now. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I uh, the Jedi vs. Uh, comic, and uh, it's about, you know, like, Dark Space and stuff, and um, I really like the art in that. Uh, the story was, it, was, it wasn't bad, um, but I thought the art was really good, and that, I mean, I'm a graphic designer and an artist, so I kind of gravitate towards that, um, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what I look for most of all, but, um, I, I, there's a lot of comics that I like, some of them were kind of, uh, <laughs> but, um, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of the stuff was pretty good that I've read so far. Well, crossing that over between books and comics, putting me to wonder, um, well, I think where you're at right now, have you touched into any of the High Republic? Um, I some of the books, but I haven't read them. Okay. Um, I want to start them, but I, I always have this feeling of anticipation when I start like a new, a new book or a new series. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to read this, and then it, the book sits there for a couple of days, I'm like, all right, I'm going to do it, I'm going to read it tonight, I'm going to read it tomorrow. Um, and then it sits there for a while, so it, I'm kind of... Just because I know I'm getting a whole new, you know, uh, uh, era of of stories, or, you know, mm-hmm. I, uh, I want to get into it, but it's it's intimidating. So. Yeah, <laughs> I I hear you. I've kept up with kind of the synopsis of stuff, so I kind of mm-hmm. without not really like spoiling it for myself, but I kind of know the general idea of things so I am interested in starting well I wish you I, I wish you well starting I, I tried with Light of the Jedi when the audiobook came out mm-hmm. I said alright I got this this is going quite a few hundred years before A New Hope and I I Made the decision. I paused my playlist, put it down, start the audiobook before I leave for work, and I got home from work with maybe a chapter and a half left. And I don't know why, but I hit pause and I just looked at it and I said, for some reason, this didn't stick to me, which is weird. It's only ever happened one other time. The Empire. Oh, yeah. The, the, yeah, new Star Wars stuff that doesn't take to me is very, very rare. Mm-hmm. So I still have it and it's in my Audible and maybe I'll go give it another whirl. Yeah. Yeah, there's, um, there's some stories that I've read that I, it, it takes me a bit to kind of get into them and really, um, okay, sorry, I, I, I've been froze for a second, but, um, yeah, there's, there's a few stories that I've started that I've sometimes, uh, you know, getting getting involved in and getting interested in, um, so I can I can definitely you know sympathize with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I know pre-show we did talk about Star Wars podcasts that that you 
I don't know. It's just awesome. <laughs> it is. It, it, it absolutely is. Um, I, I actually have a story about um, Josh Williams. He um, recently did a uh, concert at Tech Hall in Pittsburgh. And, uh, like I said, I'm a designer. Uh, I have done artwork of Pine Hall. And um, they wanted to use my artwork that I did um, <laughs> as a, uh, like a thank you gift to John um, and, and they wanted to edit it so that they could, like, kind of shine around the artwork and put it in a, like, a big frame. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I think it was last year or the year before. And uh, so they presented it as a gift to him. Um, so I can say that he, did. he has a copy of my artwork with the fact by, like, the orchestra and staff and everything. Um, but at the same time, they actually if I had anything that I wanted John Williams to autograph. And I was like, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Like, yes, I definitely have some. And I was trying to think of what would be best to give mm-hmm. to the sign. And I've done artwork of Cloud City. Um, and so I took it up with my illustrations and gave that to um, the person at Heinz Hall. And they... Uh, Presented to him the sign, so I have one of my uh, drawings with John Wood's signature across the, across the front, which, which is really, really special to me. Wow, good on you for that. That was like an even Steven trade off. Yeah. He sent something to yours, and you have his autograph. Yeah. That's, and, that's and fantastic. I guess he doesn't sign a lot of autographs, so it's kind of, it's, it, it's kind of a fair thing. You know? Um, so that, that makes it even more special for me. Absolutely. Wow. That'll be kicking around in my brain for a while. <laughs> and I ain't even involved in it, other than the conversation. Yeah. Wow. I, I do remember this. I didn't, I'm going to have to add this one onto my little note card here, because we were talking, to, it was brought up just momentarily when we were talking pre-show. Gaming. Oh, yeah. I, I'm a. I I only just got back into games. Actually, I, um, I somehow was lucky enough to win an auction for PlayStation Five, and mm. so um, now I'm trying to catch up with a lot of the games that you know, I, because I I. I had a Switch, and um, I played, you know, some some of the Star Wars games on Switch, but it wasn't very often. And before that, I had a, had a system since I had a PlayStation Three, but I didn't play too much on it. Um, so it was probably like ten years of not really playing a big console. Um, so just this past year, kind of. Kind of got back in here. Um, you know, played like the two uh, Jedi games, Fallen Order and Survivor. And so mm-hmm. um, yeah, and I, I like, I, I, I think we were talking about earlier about you know, like that is the I that is. Mm-hmm. Um, Rogue Squadron and Nintendo 64. That was fun. Uh huh. I took me a while. 
I, I have my N64 here with all the Star Wars games that was available for it. I think there's like five or six of them. Yeah. 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 Rogue Squadron was a lot, a lot of fun. Yeah. And I, I got to go through all the bronze medals and all the silvers, and then doing the gold was a chore, but I did it. <laughs> Took a while. Yeah, that was that was a fun game. I remember there was like this game. It came out I think before episode one. There was a code that you could get the Naboo uh, Starfighter in it. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. I, I remember when I, you know, probably read that in the magazine or something that you could do that, and it was it was like right around when when episode one came out. So it was like, you were like the cool. Kid. You knew the, the the code to get that, you know, and, and, and mm-hmm. play the game. I think I had the the cheater book that came out along with that that did include the codes and stuff and gave you tips on what to do on different boards and screens and in different fights. Mm-hmm. Um, I only have two game systems, and they're both. A PS2 and N64, and PS2 still sitting here with my always go-to is the original 2004 Battlefront. Love that I, game. I, I, I've never played that. I, I've always wanted to play that. I've got two boards that I favor most. It'll let you go to two different versions of Cloud City. One is the landing platforms where you're running back and forth. And the other one is in Cloud City itself, where you're going through the different corridors. It lets you get under the carbon freezing chamber. And since I've always favored the Empire, because I served in the 501st Legion, and I aim to get back in as a stormtrooper and a biker scout, among other things. Yeah, my my time playing Battlefront is always the Imperial side, and I always win. <laughs> um... Collecting. What sorts of things would 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 you have? I would think it's going to be the thing. This the certain bits and bobs that speak to you most are probably the things I'm going to guess that you'd be going after. Um. Yeah. I mean, I I collect a lot of the books. Um. I have a couple Lego sets that I put together. Um, mm. I ended up getting a lot of my, like, I, I had a lot of the 90s action stuff, but I ended up getting those a long time ago when I, I was at high school. Um, kind of regret that now. <laughs> Some cool stuff. I, I sold a lot of my books, too, in, in, you know, between high school and college, and I regret a lot of that now. Rebuilding my collection, uh, much to my what dismay, but <laughs> um, and I occasionally like I'll, I'll see like little figurines or little you know um, just kind of uh, stuff that catches my eye. I don't necessarily, other than books and and stuff, I don't necessarily have any collection that I'm aiming to complete um it's the kind of stuff that when i see it like this i pick it up as long as it's not a million dollars yeah <laughs> do you do, i think i've seen maybe once or twice correct me if i'm wrong um our friend silver 
from the in the garbage chute. Star Wars thrifting on Twitter. Oh. Great follow. Mm-hmm. Had much luck in thrift pickups. Um, yeah, I actually just bought some stuff yesterday. Um, we Ooh, went, what'd you find? We went to uh, Half Price Books and um, and I got um, the uh, the Death Star um, owner's manual book. Uh, oh, like the Haynes Guide. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's nice. Yeah, so I got that and um, a Boba Fett Clone Clone Wars book. Um, and then when we went to the exchange, I got Battlefront 2 and um, Star Wars Squadrons um, for PS4, but I can play them on PS5. So, um, and I got all of that for like under 30 bucks. And wow. So that was an awesome deal. <laughs> oh, yeah, half price books. I've got a few things that I found from there. Great, great collection of stuff. Every would time. also recommend if you pick up anything off of Amazon, mm-hmm. if there's books that you're hunting for, I've got a couple. I got one just last week where, grateful for your correction about Patagon. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I thought it was Maldo Crease when you put that up and where it came from. And then I went into I went into Amazon Star Wars books and I'm looking around and I'm like, where is this book? And I ended up finding in the used, if you look into the, the, the used ones that they get, for whatever reason, folks give them back or send them back. I ended up finding that same book for like four bucks. Oh, four yeah. credits. And now it's sitting in my kitchen with my timelines book. Yeah. About four bucks for that. And it has all this other neat, nifty little stuff. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll take that. And uh, another one. Look at the, the used stuff um, because. For the most part, they're, they're in pretty good shape. But I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know how pristine because by the time I just, I just agree that them, they're going to be, you know, they're going to be handled if they're going to be worn a little bit. So, I mean, I don't mind. As long as you know, covers aren't falling off and it's not, I don't, I don't mind you know, a used book. I'm, I'm perfectly fine. A lot of the stuff that I've gotten has been through through the same method of looking for the used uh, on Amazon or um, I can't find them there. So I'll look on eBay, but sometimes eBay, you know, the prices can be crazy. Oh yeah. The uh, the the big thing that I was most excited about, um, I was able to find a complete uh, Star Wars stack file from England. Um, just this past spring, um, for less than two hundred dollars, which was insane because I was not fucking them for less than like four or five hundred dollars for the entire set combined with having the ship from England. Um but yeah I was I, I thought it like I should I you know and I debated on it for for a while and then I was mm-hmm. like I haven't seen this place anywhere else. I I got to Fact files, is that a Pablo Hidalgo book too? No. They're um mm. A uh, subscription, um, and they would send you uh, like a, you know, maybe like a 15-page magazine every week, I think. Um, somehow, when I was in practice, I was able to get a subscription to it here in the United States. I don't know how. I don't remember. But you did. I did yeah, but I, I had it. I had it. Um, 
but they they were like I think I read somewhere that they were like the the most most um, in depth written resource about Star Wars until you know like it, it went up until um, but there's like there's like almost two hundred and wow to be able to find them I was. That was that was the thing that I've been that looking for years. years. I was, I was like, like, that, 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 that was that was that, my collecting like, conquest. <laughs> Okie doke. Um, Star Wars YouTube channels. Any? You have any that your go tos? Um, um, I watch um, Star Wars. Star Wars Explained. Mm hmm. Uh, I I like the uh, yeah, episode yeah, of uh, Ahsoka or Mandalorian or watch the uh, the new rock stars uh, Eric Voss's uh, uh, recap of the episode. Um, I I I I switch back and forth between a couple different ones. Uh, I see them pop up on like my Um um, but those are the two that I've I started with also, Well, go ahead. Let me let you finish. Okay. okay. Um, um, I started watching Onward Thanks. Yes. I started. Kyle Katana. Familiar with him. Trying to think who else. I I, I, I I don't watch too many watch too many like I said it's usually a huge pop up you know like the algorithm yeah, yeah, suggests just to me I yeah, yeah, yeah. um some of them well some of my Star Wars YouTube friends also do live chats have you ever dipped into a chat room on a on a YouTube stream like like recorded versions of them, but I've never, never watched any. I'll usually try, I think, tonight. It might be, there's some, um, one of a good handful, maybe two handfuls of the pods, the audio versions that have been in my library for years have been doing stuff for over 10 years, and I'm fairly certain one is going live tonight. I can't remember what it is they're, they're discussing. It's called the Cantina Chat. It's, uh, oh, I think, yeah, I think yeah, Albert Padilla, he's down in Texas, and he usually does it, he's, I think, I think he's, an hour or two hours behind us. So it'll be about 10 p.m. our time, which is way too late for me because I'm usually tagged that I'll catch the audio, Albert, in my playlist. But And then I'll I'll go and retweet it in hopes that anybody else, if I can't make this, go make it. Go hang out with them because they're a lot of fun. Cool. Yeah. yeah, anytime I see anybody that's doing a live stream, I've got a couple because, yeah, when I get home from work, Meg's the first thing I do. Whoever I'm listening to gets paused because I want to hear. She, she's way smarter than me, <laughs> for starters. Got to be careful with her because 
sometimes she gets her hands on spoilery stuff. She'll let you know when she oh. does. Yeah, I try to avoid that. Yeah, I'm one that I'm the opposite. I go straight to that kind of, yeah, I follow two of the best that just did a stream today that they just go get into all, their shenanigans are legendary. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I bring them up often. Um, it's making Star Wars, who's known for getting the on the top, the, the best stuff. Yeah, he usually streams during the week. You can find him on his channel. I'm a channel supporter is because I've got the ability to be able to take whatever. Sometimes I brought this up with Darius last week that when he gets the the the, the spoilers he gets, they come out of Lucasfilm. They don't come off of Reddit or some other place. Yeah. He's got friends that work in studios, and he can't tell us everything because he has to have permission to, to say from them. Sometimes there's more than one of them. Yeah, but they're so usually so far ahead, mm -hmm. a year, year and a half, that by the time whatever it is he's talking about, I get the ability to be able to go put that down on the port for a minute and then go in wide-eyed wonder to whatever we're looking at, and then go back later and listen and go, oh, dang, he got that right. He yeah. got that yeah. right. He's about 80% on top of it most of the time. He did a weird thing this time with Ahsoka. He was getting a few things. And it was only a week before we'd get the next, um, so it was told in parts. So, yeah, there was one he did on a Saturday because he doesn't do weekends. It's Monday to Friday. And he threw one up on a Saturday afternoon. Oh, what was it about? I, it's not clicking in my mind at the moment, but I was like, as soon as I got the notification, because I'm subbed to his channel, yeah, and I, yeah. I seen 30 minutes till, and I thought, what? All right, we're good. I want to go see what this is all about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, dang sure. And the the one where 3PO was supposed to turn up, I brought that one up, too. He didn't get a hold of that. And oh, neither did oh. Dustin Bolton. Star Wars Mike got that one. Oh, Because wow. oh, wow. I'm a channel supporter of hers, too, and she put, it in her, she put it in her Patreon. And, yeah, just like a, a short little minute-long video. Yeah. Okay. Uh, ooh, okay. So I'll sit on that. Yeah, I've seen yeah, it. I've seen it. I think making Star Wars pretty cool. Stop predicting. But yeah, I just. Yeah, I I tried to do my best in the Twitterverse. Because there's times where I get an itch. I'll put something up that's kind of like a teaser mm -hmm. if I can figure out how to do it right so that nobody's really pulling out exactly what it is I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. I don't do that very, very often. But <laughs> just having fun with All right, the last thing I got, because we're, we're getting close to an hour, which is good. All right, being an Imperial supporter... You've just been conscripted into the Galactic Empire, Shane, <laughs> which is big. Mm -hmm. So, what's your MOS? What job would you be headed for? It can go anyway. You're a trooper, a pilot. You're doing comms. Um, I'd probably not want to do it. Um, I'd probably do something behind the scenes. 
probably uh, technician. Yeah, I I think it would I mean like, like something that would be cool would be like, like, like yeah, I have to have a team and stuff. That'd be something I'd like. Oh, you're you're graphic graphics artist. You could be attached to the Imperial Holonet. Yeah, Yeah, and that's something that would likely not get you killed. (laughs) Well, as I always borrow when I'm with Jeff, and I I borrow this from Jason whenever he finishes up a live stream and he feels he's hit all the points, is I think we did it. It was a lot of fun having you in the cafe to talk. Yeah, yeah. All about Star Wars and what Shane's all about. Yep, yep. Good. So I hope folks and friends will give this a listen, and then when they see you in the Twitterverse, then they can really relate to who you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So then, friends, whenever my next chance is to get me back in here with the ca- in the cafe with another Twitterverse friend, be looking for that coming in your podcast playlist. Until then, may the force be with you. Long live the Empire. I have spoken. Give the evacuation code signal. Thank you for stopping by the cafe. Life is all about passions. Thank you for lending me your ear while I shared all of mine. You can follow the Blue Milk Cafe on Twitter at that BMC Pod. You can follow the Facebook group, the BMC Pod. You can also email the Blue Milk Cafe, that BMC Pod at gmail.com. And remember, Blue Milk, it does a body good. Greetings, listener. Just a reminder that the podcast you just heard is a proud member of the Red 5 Network family. Red5Network.com offers you a great variety of shows you'll be sure to love. So the next time you're itching for quality content, make sure you head over to Red5Network.com. You'll find this podcast along with a whole lot more. All wings report in. It's the Red 5 Network.